Hi, everyone. This is Meredith Root, and welcome to the Afternoon Snack Podcast, brought to you by Tactic Nutrition. Hi, I'm Alex Parker, owner of Tactic Nutrition, former lawyer, CrossFit Games athlete, turned health and fitness geek. I'm also into health and nutrition, a more recent CrossFit Games athlete, co-owner of Tactic Nutrition, and former engineer. We are here to have fun, engaging conversation about some of our favorite topics, including nutrition, health, coaching, motivation, and of course, CrossFit. Our goal is to give you something to think and talk about and hopefully make you laugh along the way. Well, it's officially official. Ivy's going to be a mommy? No. Oh. We have a wedding venue? Also no. You have a better tan than me? Yeah, you nailed it. That's it. I, I'm beating Alex on the, the suntan. For, no, I'm not. Anyone who knows me knows that's absolutely not only incorrect, but impossible. I'm going to tell everyone about my million dollar idea later. Why don't you tell them now? Okay. There needs to be a sunscreen that when you apply it, it comes out blue or green or some other like aggressive color. So when you apply it to your skin, you can see where you've applied it, where you haven't applied it. And then it fades in color within however many minutes, three, four. Is that so you don't end up like with yes. these random? You like, gave me that idea. Because I have this right now spot on the front of my shoulder slash kind of in my armpit. Yeah, which I, is a common spot that you've missed. Clearly missed. And then right above like my like you where were, I like, didn't get it quite low enough. Yeah. Yeah. That I wore a lower cut bathing suit than I've been wearing. Yeah, I have a real I have a real time with sunscreen. You do. You really <laughs> don't take the time. You're like you know when people are full and they rub their bellies, that's how you apply sunscreen. <laughs> that's not true. And I actually I try to like exclusively use lotion because I know that lotion coverage is better for me than like spray. Spray, I'm n- I'm never gonna do a good job with spray. Yeah, I guess. But I think that's a good idea. I would buy it for sure because like think about the number of parents who would buy it for their kids. Oh, for sure. It's weird that that hasn't been invented yet. Yeah. Uh. Well. You know, I'll get in touch with my poly polymer science. Yes, thank you. Polymer science friends, chemists and whatnot. We'll get on it. Million dollar idea. Okay, but what's official? Oh, uh, well, you're officially doing the Chicago Marathon, which has been, I mean, like, I think it's been official, but you like kind of came out with it yesterday. Yeah, I wanted to do some preliminary training to make sure that I was like actually good for it from like an injury standpoint before I announced it and started fundraising. And do you think given your, the number of visits recently with the PT that you feel like you're good for it? Or is this, <laughs> is the weekly PT visit just going to have to be an ongoing? I think it's going to have to be an ongoing thing, mm. but he seems confident in me. Well, that's good. Yeah. He hasn't said like, mm, you probably shouldn't do that. I haven't asked him, but he hasn't said that. But he's also not the type. Like, he's no. not that PT. No, he's the t- PT that probably likes to make money. So he's like, yeah, do it. Definitely train for a marathon. Go for it. I will be here. Yeah. Just make sure you book an appointment next week. Yeah. I don't know. He's good. I I went to him when my back was having issues and now it's not having issues. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, it's it's like a three out of ten. It was like a seven out of ten. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I'm running. I'm running Chicago Marathon. It's October 10th. 
and I'm fundraising for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, doing it with team and training, which I've done before. Back in 2012, I ran San Francisco, and I did it with my dad and my mom. We were a team, and we actually raised close to $90,000 when we did it back then. But, like, our story was fresher, and it was quite sad, and so we... I don't even know how we raised that much money, but we did. And that was a great experience. And we went to, they have like a team and training dinner the night before the marathon and they have guest speakers. And there was a few guest speakers that were cancer survivors who had survived, um, based on treatment that was research that the research was funded by team and training, the leukemia and lymphoma society. So it's kind of cool that like, your efforts, like you see, you saw them, you know, like it's going directly to helping people who, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, to a disease that you've lost, you know, family members too. I think a lot of people are familiar with the concept of donating money to like research organizations like, oh yeah, Yeah, like barbells for boobs. They do a lot of But like you actually see it. I know. That's what I was going to say is like you, it's, it's a, an abstract concept. Like I give my money to this organization, they give it to like it trickles down and makes it way makes its way into like you know research grants and experimental therapies but it's like i don't think it's simple for people to make the connection between their dollar and like what that actually like what the end result can be and the end result can be like if it's funding like experimental treatment or like kind of cutting edge r&d like the end result is that you're saving lives potentially mm-hmm. so it's um yeah that was cool to hear yeah, I thought yeah. so. So like, well, I just did a YouTube video. If you want to watch it, it's on my day of eating and then some of my running training. But I mentioned in there that well, I lost my, my sister. She was 20 to, and my grandma. So I lost. So my sister was diagnosed with um, leukemia. And then a few months later, my grandma got diagnosed with it. But my grandma didn't undergo any treatment because she was like 80. And at that point, I mean, an 80-year-old can't really take the aggressive like chemotherapy that's required. So she kind of just let it play out. And then she ended up passing away a few months later on my sister's birthday, June 29th. And it was really, I mean, there was a sense of relief. Like, you know, when somebody's old and suffering... But it's crazy how she went from being so healthy to so, like, weak and so quickly. And and then, of course, losing her on my sister's birthday was really upsetting. And then it wasn't, it was 17 days later. My sister was kind of, like, in the clear. And she got, like, an infection. And that was really bad. And she ended up not making it. So it's been almost 10 years coming up on the anniversaries but anyways I'm doing I'm doing the marathon in their honor and it's been a while since I've done anything to really remember them and so it's like as much as it's fun to like train and run do something physical and do marathon it's like it's a no-brainer to do do it for team and training do it with team and training and then I posted about it if you do want to donate the link is in my bio on instagram aa parker one but i posted about it and basically just why i'm doing it and some statistics on how frequently people are diagnosed with blood cancers and there 
I mean, I raised a ton of money already yesterday and as nice as it is to like raise money for something like selfishly, the feeling of knowing that people are supporting the cause and supporting me supporting the cause is like, it was very touching, you know, like some people that I hadn't heard from for, for years ago, like when I used to play golf competitively, competitively or like high, old high school friends or my sister's old high school friends, like donating, it was just really touching to like hear from them and kind of know that they're supporting me. So I'm really, really excited to, to run and raise more money. So if you want to donate, yeah, link is in bio. Yeah. We'll get the link in the show notes. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, I, when I did it in 2012, like I said, so my dad was a big marathon runner and then my sister wanted to, when she, so she was a runner and she was like, I'm going to do a marathon and I want, when I'm better, I'm going to do team and training San Francisco, or no, she wasn't going to do team. She was just going to do San Francisco. And the reason why is because it's a Nike women's marathon. And the big thing about that marathon is they give you, instead of a medal, when you cross the finish line, you get a Tiffany's necklace that's designed for the marathon. So it's like a very tiny necklace medal. And you get it given to you by firefighters, like dressed in uniform. And she just thought that was the coolest. And she was a big Tiffany's fan. She was very <laughs> like, she was a princess. But um, so then when she passed away, we, my dad and I were like, I think we should do this. And I had been running and he was obviously running. So we did it together. And then of course my mom was like, well, now I have to do it. So she joined in. Um, my dad and I actually ran the marathon together and I did it in like 327, which was like 30 minutes faster than what originally I said my goal was going to be. He was like, I'm not running a four hour marathon. Like we have to go faster. So we did. It was <laughs> quite painful. And then my mom was a couple hours behind us. She was really, that was, talk about like dealing with injuries through training. It was like one thing after another. Mm. Her feet were a big issue and you know how feet are. They affect everything. So I'm doing this one solo, but I think they'll come watch. Yeah, I think so. And it like, Chicago's a cool, a cool city. It's yeah. A good reason to go. Well, originally I was thinking Calgary because the Calgary Marathon's in September and I'm like, Wait, if I'm going to run a marathon, like, why go wouldn't a... I go somewhere cool? Yeah. Take advantage. Yeah. And I've only heard good things about Chicago, so. I think the course is really good. But what goes through your mind when you, like, decided, or, like, what went through your mind when you decided, like, yes, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a marathon again? Well, as everyone knows, like, I've kind of had, I've kind of been taking a step away from competitive CrossFit, just with time, just being older and just getting out of the sport a little, taking a step away. And I started running this winter or no, two winters ago. So when COVID hit, I was like, I'm just going to, I asked my coach, can you please program some running? So I started running a bit more. I've always ran, like I've, I've really loved it since, um, university. I started getting into it and I had done a couple halves and then that, that marathon, um, so, but I kind of lost touch with it when I started getting good at CrossFit because like CrossFit and running aren't the greatest match. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we started running and I'm like, I kind of want to train for something. I'm like, what if I just did a marathon? But like, I still had one foot kind of in the CrossFit and I was training for, hopefully going to train for semifinals and maybe consider doing a, a half after that. But then when I didn't, qualify for semis I thought what better time than now so 
that's how I came to the decision. Was there like equal parts excitement and nerves or like what's the general feeling when you like decide to do something that's kind of a great deviation from what you have been doing and will likely have an impact on like your fitness as a CrossFit athlete, at least in the short term? Yeah. Originally, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be able to snatch as much as I can right now. I'm going to lose some strength. But at the same time, it's like, well, who cares? Like if I lose 15 pounds off my snatch, no one cares. And honestly, I kind of need something to pull me all the way out of CrossFit at this point Mm because I do still have one foot in the door. Like even if I'm not doing it competitively, I'm still going to be pretty good. And so there's always going to be that pull to like sign up for competitions or maybe I'll just do the open maybe and maybe I will. Um, But I kind of needed something to just distract myself away from like the fact that I am still good, but not really that good at CrossFit. (laughs) I think if anything, I'm more nervous about actually running the marathon. It's a very, very, very painful experience. When did the wall come? Like the last marathon you you ran, what was like the, what was the mile? What was the point when you were like, this is bad? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you a bit of a backstory. So when I was training, we used a old, my mom pulled this out. It was her old running program from when she did, I think the Victoria Marathon, like years before and it was so old that like the sheet was yellow and it was had been pulled out of a running magazine, you know, like Runner's World. Yeah. It was a Runner's World like marathon training program. It was a <laughs> sheet of paper and it had yellowed. That's how old it was. <laughs> and my dad and I followed that to a T. And I did some like CrossFit. I think I was playing a little bit of soccer back then too. And, uh, and when we were doing doing the distances like we didn't have I didn't have like a Garmin or a pace I was just like I mapped the route and I'm like hey this is you know 20k or whatever didn't have any real idea of like what our pace was but then I'm when we got into the longer runs I was like I think I can that was kind of a four-hour pace like I think we can run it and sub for it my dad kind of just like didn't even like he just kind of scoffed (laughs) for some context he used to be almost he was a his fastest marathon was like a 231 so he's obviously a great runner um but he's also at that point was 60, 61, I think. So he's obviously past his prime. So we were sitting around di- the dinner table. We went out for pasta the night before. Of course. And um, I, I, we said, well, what, we need to pace this out. Like what are, we, I want to have like numbers written down so we know how fast we're going. Because all I had back then was a Timex. But you could see the mile markers on the, um, the course. So you kind of had an idea. I was like, wait, 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 wait. So you're, you're making 30 minute pace changes the night before the marathon. Yeah. Just so everybody. Yes. Okay. So the goal was four hours and my dad was like, yeah, no, I'm not running a four hour marathon. Like, don't be ridiculous. We can run faster than that. And I was like, okay, so 345 is this pace. Like we're doing all the math. Like it, I, I had, I was doing all my calculations in miles back then. So it was like an eight something pace. And I was like, okay, 330 is this pace. And we, so we started out, it was like, Hey, we're going to go for a sub 30, 330. We started out and you always feel amazing. But like, I kept saying to my dad, like, we're going too fast. We're going too fast. Cause we were, and we, and I was like kind of getting worried. Um, but then at the half marathon point, I felt amazing. My dad would kind of ask me like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I, I feel great. I feel so good. And it's so cool, like San Francisco, there's so many people wearing those purple team and training shirts. Like there's so much hype and just cheering. And especially you wearing these purple shirts, like people just love it. And 
it's just a great feeling. You feel like very energized and there's a lot of action on the course. You don't even really feel like you're running. Mm -hmm. And then like kind of the miles go by and it's like, okay, all of a sudden five miles to go, I felt horrible. I think it was like the next time my dad was like, how are you feeling? And I said, not good. <laughs> and then the last like four miles, I think I ran directly behind him and was just looking at his shoes. Like keep and all in my head. I was just like, keep going, keep going, keep go like over and over and over and over again for four miles. Like I don't, I can't even describe to you how bad it was. Like I was tired, but it was like my hips, my back. Like you couldn't even st stop to like drink water because if you stopped, like starting back up was like really painful. It was like you became numb to it, but then you stopped and it felt so good that starting back was really bad. Yeah. That's why like they say you should never stop. Don't come to a stop. No. Because. Yeah. You just kind of have to keep chugging. And then um, as we approached the finish line, my dad let me pass him to, to finish before him very gentleman like <laughs> but what's the point of that i don't know just because it was like your first marathon i don't know i just he just was like go ahead yeah that's nice i didn't i, don't, I didn't know that part of the story mm -hmm. and then and then a couple hours literally i think a couple hours later my mom came through and we had because we were team in training there was a special tent where you could get food because i'm pretty sure when she came through all of the food was gone, you know, when you go through and you get like bananas. Yeah. But I think if not for team and training, she wouldn't, I don't think she would have done that. So it really helped push her. Yeah. But there were people out there walking the course for team and training. Like, Oh yeah. It was incredible. Definitely. It was really um, incredible. Yeah. And as soon as I crossed the finish line, I said, turned to my dad and said, never again. Look I'm never at, running a marathon again. Look at you now. I was actually kind of mad. I'm like, I can't believe I just did that. And then like half an hour later, I was like, well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I would think that maybe in like 10 years. Yeah. Hmm. That was great. So yeah, I'm doing it again. It's crazy how people used to run and train without the like constant feedback of a running watch, you know, cause now and like, you know, cause you have one and I have one even on shorter like 5k 10k training runs you know you're kind of like every few minutes glance down at it to make sure you're running the right pace like yep okay you know it's it's huge like I, we just i just got that garmin uh, about last winter you got it for me and it's with um opt programming for me mike that the training is very different this time around mm -hmm. like you still have the in like longer runs that build but there's more speed work which i had never i've never really done any speed work and not like sprints but like up tempo kilometers and just faster paces yeah um like marathon speed pace um but the longer runs are a bit slower than marathon goal marathon pace as they should be yeah yeah but yeah it's been cool to have that feedback and then also being able to like see the d data when I come back, like, oh, what was my heart rate? Why was that hard today? Yeah. I mean, it's all stuff you can kind of feel, but it's kind of cool to see. It. Yeah. It's generally like your, your heart rate. If you're like, oh, that was a little bit, it was a bigger effort. Like my RPE was up. Like, yeah. That's, you can tell that when you look at the heart rate, but I think that'd be great. I'm going full support mode on that one. Full sag. Yeah. But you're running 
you're running your own little race well yeah that's a whole i feel like such a schmuck now because <laughs> like you tell that story and i'm like well i'm doing this and this you know for me <laughs> but it's fine that's there aren't any uh well you should tell your backstory like why you're running a half why well because the other race got canceled oh right yeah well that's the whole that's the whole like the story right like i uh i signed up for this duathlon um supposed to be like this weekend i think yeah actually it was supposed to be this weekend i signed up for this um this off-road duathlon that was like a 50 kilometer mountain bike at the canmore nordic center and then a 20 kilometer 25 kilometer trail run um two different days so it's not like technically a a duathlon um so you do like mountain the mountain bike leg 50k on saturday and then the 25k trail run on um sunday and 25k that's a little longer than a half marathon it's like four kilometers longer so um i was looking forward to that it was i've never done anything like that i haven't really done a lot of trail running um and then when i was in north carolina i was planning on doing some riding and doing i was doing a lot of running at that point and saw that because of the this is so silly now that when you, you when you think about it because of the restrictions that went into place in alberta um that put a limit on like outdoor gatherings or whatever they canceled the event or they sort of canceled it because they're like we don't really know what's going on but it doesn't seem like we're gonna like be able to do it so they canceled the event again they had they had to cancel it last year too and then like now alberta's like fully open it's so stupid but anyways um so i was kind of like i don't know what i want to do i like i thought about just like making my own duathlon and like going out and doing it but that's like that's kind of lame and like no one cares <laughs> then you're like um, maybe i'll do the death race and so, i think mike was like nah, i don't think that's a good idea yeah so somebody sent <laughs> the me the half death race the yeah someone sent me the the canadian death race thing which is up in like grand prairie which is apparently one of the harder like ultras and you can do it you can do the full distance which is like a hundred kilometers or you can do the half distance which is like 42 which is still a marathon which is kind of insane um or you can do like a a relay and so i decided well i'll just do the half but like in my head i'm like half half marathon not even thinking that it was like i mean i obviously knew the distance um but that's like you know it it takes probably double the amount of time as a marathon so you can pretty much bank on like seven and a half to eight hours easily for something like that and it's there's three you're, you're doing three summits um and then descents and like there's some water crossing it's like bordering on like an adventure race there's wasn't enough time to train yeah and i think that's what like it was one of those things where i wouldn't really know if i was in good en good enough shape to do it until i was doing it and then like then you're running a real risk of like getting hurt which i didn't want to do mm -hmm. so um I decided to pull the plug on that instead of trying to rope my friends into doing a <laughs> relay. Um, and then was just planning on doing the we're Calgary. Like, we're just going to make all the tactic coaches do it. But actually, like, like that it was, was like, plan. hey, Lindsay will do it. Kat's going to do it. We'll rope Kendra in. We'll get Jill to go. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to get. We well, there was only we only needed five, right? Oh, yeah. So just pick pick your. Yeah. Pick your five. But uh, yeah, that didn't end up happening. Yeah. Um, so then I was just like, well, I'll run a, a half marathon and I'll just do it for speed. So I uh, was planning on Calgary and then Banff announced that they were moving theirs because they canceled. It's usually in June. And then they decided to move it to September, which was like the weekend before Calgary, I think. 
Banff is a way better course and it's in Banff. Yeah. So now I'm doing the, the Banff half marathon for a speed, speed PR, hopefully. And you're doing an Olympic distance triathlon in uh, three weeks. Yeah. That was a last minute. Spur of the moment yesterday. I signed up yesterday. But that'll be fun. I'll yeah. be cheering for you. A friend's doing, um, like a full, like an Ironman in a couple of months. And so she's just doing, I say friend is a client. Usually all my stories when I say like, oh, I have, a, I have this friend, like you can assume it's a client. You can assume it's a client. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't laugh. Cause you're the same. The, um, so she was saying well, my that friend she's, the other uh, day was texting me and <laughs> she told me that she, she really thinks I'm a great person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, coach. Yeah. She's a client. <laughs> <laughs> That's no big deal. Um, but she said she was doing the, uh, she had signed up for a, like an Olympic distance of practice with transitions. And I don't know, I'm sure that I knew that, but I had forgotten it or maybe I didn't know it. And, uh, she was like, you should do it. And the funny thing is I was talking back before I had really decided what I was doing with the running. I was like, I would really like to do some more triathlons, like specifically Olympic distance and then maybe a half at some point. Um, and I had like kind of looked into Olympic distance around this area, but not really like enough research to sign up. So I don't really have the stuff to do it. Um, and I was like, you know what? I will do it. So on July 4th, best day of the year. Um, that's an American joke. Is that why you're staring at me blankly? No, I was going to tell you something after. Okay. Don't There's going to be a candidate party that I think we should go to. It's outdoors barbecue. Oh, is that just on your mind? It was. I was like, I'll tell Meredith after. Okay. But I thought, you know. Why not now? Yeah, but. Um, so I like, I think the Olympic distance is really fun. It's like the the newest distance. I think it was, obviously, it is the, it's the distance that is in the Olympics. But it's got a disproportionately long swim, which is why I think it's. Which it's is fun. why I'm not doing it against you. <laughs> it's like a 1.5 kilometer swim. 40 kilometer bike. 10 kilometer run yeah yeah so um i don't know it's like a four hour thing it'll be fun i think uh everything's pretty well trained like we've been biking plus you're just we're just kind of in biking shape all the time and then like running obviously a lot and it's only it's like only a 10k Mm -hmm. so i think it's it'll be fun and i don't really need to train the swim and like nutrition you've got that dialed in yeah um so yeah, Olympic distance in three weeks and then half marathon in September. Yeah. For, for, for speed. I think it's gonna, I don't know what my goal is. Like a 134 would be pretty dang fast. What's my PR? 135? Yeah. 134 and change. Something like that. Yeah. So I'd like to beat you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I am, I'm very partial to running, and one thing I really like about it, but I've, I've always, I've always run, well, not always, not when I was a kid, but, like, I've gone for runs, and it's very, there's a lot of clarity that happens for me during runs, it's so cheesy to say, but, like, I don't listen to music, I don't listen to podcasts, nothing in my ears, I don't bring my phone, no technology, and I just run, like, I map my route before I go, so I know where I'm going. I'm just out there by myself. So I used to run a lot with my dad, but now I don't even enjoy, like we don't run together very often. I just like being out there by myself. 
and even in law school, I used to go for like five mile runs every morning and it just like, it was very calming. A lot of the stress that I had about school would become clear to me on that morning run. And it's something that's special because you can really do it with very minimal equipment and you can do it anywhere. Like I think back to the many years on vacation and even like Mexico, when we stay in like all inclusives, like I've gone for a run in Mexico with my dad, Vegas, New York, running around Central Park. Like anytime I've ever traveled, even when we went to San Diego, we mm-hmm. went for that long run. That was nice. Like, I don't know. There's just something really like human about it. And I understand that some people don't like it, but I really do like it. I really do. I think people who don't like it um, haven't given it enough time. Yeah. And uh, I th- I think, and Mike's talked about this, like some, there are people who's like, oh, I hate running. I hate it. It's so hard. It's like, we're well, running too fast. Mm-hmm. Like people don't, they're, they don't understand the pacing component of it. And when you're just getting in volume and mileage, like it is supposed to be at a very, very easy effort. Like that's kind of the key to, to beginning running is like, don't run hard. You yeah. don't need to run hard. Like when I started running um, in university, it was not easy. It was like I wasn't out there just like going for a run. It was like even my mom, I think when she started, it was like one minute on, one minute off. Or she ran for five minutes or something. Yeah. And that was like her start. And my calves would get really tight and I would always get stitches. Yeah. And then eventually you just become like good enough at it that it does become like easy you get better at breathing like the mental like what i like about running and endurance sports and it's i I feel like that the shift back towards that was always an inevitable one Mm -hmm, for both for sure and it's the reason i like it well there's there's um you know it's partially the solitude of it like we spend so much time stimulated by like what's on the tv what's in our ears like conversations with other people um zoom meetings facetime like it's just like Instagram, it's just constant stimulation. And so when you go out there for like a 10 or 20 K run with, without headphones, and that's like, people are blown away by that. They're like, what do you listen to? I'm like, nothing. I don't. And you're the same way. Mm -hmm. They're like, what do you mean? Like it's, there's something about just being like alone in your head for, you know, an hour, hour and a half. And like the only thing like you, the only thing you can do is like, you just become very in tune with like, okay, what's going on in this moment. And even if you're, if you're thinking about other things, you're not like a lot of the anxiety just kind of melts away. And that's what the clarity you were talking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'm not even thinking about other things. I'm literally thinking about like, what are my feet doing? Like, what's my body doing? How's my breathing? Like you're just constantly checking in on like on yourself. And when it, when you're really like, when you're doing an endurance effort and it's like you know it's a real effort when you're actually in a race or something like you you find out you learn a lot about your your ability to regulate your your thought process and your self-talk and what's going on in your head because like there comes a moment and like when you're doing a run or a bike or a swim when you're like I don't want to do I don't want to do this anymore it's a mount it's the battle against the mounting desire to stop that's endurance that is endurance yeah. And it's, um, I think there's like, that's where I see a lot of carryover into this, into other sports, especially CrossFit. You know, it's like when it doesn't feel good, when it doesn't feel like, like it, when it be, when it, when you move past the point of like, this is enjoyable and it becomes very hard, 
Like, what are the stories that you're going to tell yourself when that happens? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people tell themselves the wrong stories. Yeah. Um, the difference for me between like running and CrossFit and what I really love about running is like, there, it is, it is more mental, I think, than physical. And what I mean by is, is you, you can get closer to your physical, your physical limit is defined differently for running. And your the mental part of it plays a bigger role. So for example, CrossFit, if I'm doing, let's just take um, something with like pull-ups and muscle, like something that you're working, like there are isolated muscles or isolated, like very technical movements or bigger movements. Like even, even if 155 pound snatch, it's like, you can't just try harder. It's <laughs> like your body can only do so much. You know what I mean? Like eventually well, yeah. your muscles fail. Well, what I think you're trying to say is like with CrossFit, you can become so strong and so skilled that in certain instances, like you can, you don't need to rely so much on like mental endurance and mental fortitude. No, right? that's not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. What I'm saying is like, okay, let's take regionals, Nate. It was like four, four strict ring muscle ups. Eight handstand push-ups. Eight handstand push-ups and then something with a kettlebell. Twelve. Like, that's a that's a good CrossFit test. Yeah. But you can't just try harder and be better. Like, you're limited by your upper body endurance. Yeah, like, and like, that's it's the not test. Gonna, it doesn't hurt. Mm -mm. You, can't, you can't, like, will yourself to do better on the muscle-ups. Mm -hmm. um, and there are more CrossFit events like that than there are triple three. Yes. Whereas triple three is very much, like, running a 10 kilometer run where it's like you can try harder and you will be able to go faster yes it's more mental it's like you can get closer to that like point of no return but it's it's so different it's not mm -hmm. like oh if i push my muscle ups too fast i'm just gonna fail and yeah. have to stand there it's like you push so hard and like honestly in in endurance you can push yourself harder physically than you think you can and sustain it if yeah. you're mentally tough What's the difference between like a local muscular yeah. limitation and a systematic shutdown? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There are absolutely workouts in CrossFit events that are similar to running a 10K or an endurance mm -hmm. race, but it's not the same. No. It's just not. There's there's more skill involved and mm -hmm. it's different. And I think there, there's a purity to endurance racing. Yeah. Even the big endurance races like Kona. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any of the big Ironman events, you know, um, any marathon, the Leadville 100, those are things, those are the biggest endurance events in the world. And guaranteed there is, a, there are the majority of that race, you will, you will spend it completely alone. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like that it, there's, you can't wear headphones. Like there's nobody cheering you on. Like you're the best in the world and you're completely alone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that's cool. I think I like that. Another thing I like, I think I like about CrossFit and running is that like CrossFit, where you get just a variety of different people all doing the same sport, like there are different levels, but everyone is essentially doing the same thing. It's the same for running. Like I am not elite. I'm not running two and a half hour marathons, but I'm still I feel the same when I run a marathon. Like I am, it, it, the experience is similar. 
similar. It's yeah. obviously different, but similar. Where and same with somebody who's running a four and a half hour marathon. Like they they know what it's like to train for something, to push their body, to force their body to adapt to that distance, to that duration, to that movement. And it's like there's that like everybody who's a runner is like is a runner. Yeah. And there it's the, you sh- it's a shared identity. Yeah, and I think that's cool. It's kind of like CrossFit. Yeah. Um That's and it's gritty. Like I I just I like the grittiness of it. Even the short stuff, like the like 10k's, the 10k runs. Um Sorry, that's just Hello. Hello. Who's that? That's Megan. Oh, okay. She she has impeccable timing yes. as always. Um, even the short, like the shorter stuff, the ten k's, the ha- like half marathons. It's just hard. Um, I hope everyone listens to this and is like, I'm gonna go for a run. Well, do you? I hope so, because like, like anybody can run. You don't even have to run fast. No, just go like, just go run like. Do a one mile. minute on, one minute off for ten minutes. Yeah. Um, it's a satisfying feeling. It is finishing a run. I I would I would really like eventually to see a standalone running event at the CrossFit Games. I, they kind of had one. I know, but like like an actual like a road like a road race like not okay. You know what? Swim. I want to see like a half marathon. That's what I'm talking so about. So that we can actually see how fast these people are. Wait, do you mean not fast? Yeah, I do. But okay, for example. <sighs> They had the reverse triathlon in the oceanic region. Oh, in Australia. Or yeah, sanctional, whatever. And um, and it was on the runner. Why don't you say, what's the event? Okay, so the event was 5K run, um, 8K bike, biker. Maybe 4K. No, it was longer. 8K. All right. And 2K row. Yeah. So it was on, it was on all like machines. Mm-hmm. So, but the runner, was it an assault runner or an I, air runner? Something, it was an, an air runner or similar. Yeah. One of the ones that's like has a curved bottom. And those are technically like whenever I've been on them, you run at a slower pace than you do on the road. Yeah. Most of the time they say if the workout is programmed like a 500 meter run on the road and then it should be a. A four or no, if it's a four hundred meter run, then it should be a three hundred meter run. Yeah, it's on like twenty five percent slower yeah. on the on a runner. Yes, and anytime I've been on a rower, they are definitely harder. A runner, like they, yeah, they they engage more of your posterior chain. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you know, it's just different. You're moving your core seems to be engaged more. And I don't know what what the heck was up here, but like. There were girls running sub like 21 5Ks on the runner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and, and then the announcers are like, oh, you know, they're, they're really cooking like tw- sub 21 for a 5K. And it's like, I guarantee you that those people are not running sub like, there was a dude who's like 200 pounds who ran like 18 something. I'm like, no, yeah, not that many runners can run, run sub 20. Yeah who aren't runners especially and, it, and, and who are 200 pounds like treadmill come like, there's on. something wrong with those treadmills so i would like to see like maybe an actual 5k but like measured properly yeah like even when i did murph in t- 2015 that was not a mile 
No. I think I ran it in like seven something and I was like, or no, six. No, you were like six something. Like that's BS. Yeah. I can barely run sub six without a vest, a standalone workout. Yeah. That is, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, CrossFit Games, but like whatever they're using to measure their stuff, it's wrong. Well, they just call, they don't, me- they just, they, they find a loop that's like close to a mile and they're like, yeah, that's what, that's the loop we're going to use. Well, that shouldn't be the case. The, um, unless they're just trying to make their athletes look good. I know. We, in 2018, there was a 5K program at Granite Games and I ran it and I came in second place. And my chip time was 18 minutes and 48 <laughs> seconds. And I was like, that was not a 5K. <laughs> yeah, no chance. I mean, I'm like... That's I'd... sub four minute. Yeah. No chance. Um, I mean, there's maybe a chance, but like it's highly, highly unlikely. No, Because you I weren't even running so. that much back then. I mean, I was fat. Like I was... I've always been good at running, especially like... But not that good at running. Like I think back then if I was like, what... If somebody's like, what's your... What 5K could you run right now? 21 minutes and some change that would be like a pretty yeah I've been I've been running a lot and I'm like and even I've been running like like 1k intervals and like holding sub four for one kilometer is not easy yeah repeatedly so to put five of those together man that would Mm -hmm. be tough but I mean like I'm sorry I you know what I'm gonna say it there's no way sub 25k no chance on a runner something was up there the runner's different the the calibration i don't know yeah but i i guess my point is i would love i would love to see like an actual like 10k run Mm -hmm. like but actually it'd be 10k like see it on a garmin yeah not in a vest um, not in the desert just like i bet you this year so you know whoop is a they're a sponsor for the crossfit games this year and I, I bet you that they are going to have whoops on all of the athletes for the entire weekend. And like somehow, like, you know how, when there's something on your phone, you can record a workout and it shows you like your whoop strain during the workout. I guarantee you, they incorporate that into the, like, into the game somehow this year. Like every, like every, everybody's date, like like at the start of every day it's going to have like the athlete's name and then like what their like strain level is like what their recovery level or something they're going to incorporate whoop into like into the games in that way they're just going to make people wear them yeah maybe which like phenomenal idea for advertising in fact if they don't do that they've really missed an opportunity so so what are they going to do when somebody who's like wakes up and it's like 10 percent and then they win the day how do they explain that? I don't know. I'm really interested. That in wouldn't that. be great marketing. I don't think it matters what it says. I think it matters that it, they're all wearing them and it's being displayed. I guess. I guess I'm just a critical thinker. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> where you're different than a lot of people. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's kind of our those are endurance endeavors for the year, uh, or for the next what six months, I guess. And then who knows? I have this thing where I think the first marathon that I run is going to be in an Ironman. That's just like bouncing around in my head. So we'll see if that actually happens. Someone asked me on the Q and a the other day, if they're, if I was going to do an Ironman and I was like, I mean, it is, it is kind of inevitable, right? That's just, that's the direction we're going. Yeah. I do wonder about the time commitment for training for an Ironman. Yeah. 
That's quite quite a lot of training if you want to be in good shape and ready for it. We'll see. But we'll start with the Olympic and go from there. But um yeah, so we'll make sure that the link to Alex's fundraising is in the show notes. So again, if you're inclined to donate, that would be that would mean so much to me. I see everyone's name come through and I just it I like even just every person who liked my post just meant it meant the world to me to have the support. And it's not that it's a marathon. It's just like nice to feel supported. And putting something out there like, you know, it's just really good. It's really great to have that support. So um I'm sure everyone listening will is our they've our party already donated. I just have <laughs> the notification slow. Yeah. <laughs> um if you want to support me, you can't. So uh, go support Alex instead. If you want to support Meredith, drive to Banff and cheer her on yeah. for the last couple kilometers because she's going to need it. It's a good, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be trotting at that point. It's a good reason to go to Banff. It's a great course. You can uh, cheer me into the finish and then. Or side up yourself and race her. Actually though, it's, the registration is still open. It's uh it's in the mountains, but not in the mountains. So yeah. the the course is actually quite flat. Um, I really enjoyed it back in 2018. So, I mean, like <laughs> parts of it. Yeah. I, I think about that time fondly now. So I must have forgotten about how painful it was. Yeah. Your body forgets pain unless it's the pain that you suffered in a marathon. <laughs> your body never forgets that. <laughs> yeah. Or marathon row yeah that's gonna stick with me <laughs> um yeah so thanks for listening um we'll catch you guys again soon